welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. Hey, it's us again. It's us. Continuing our tiny adventure. Our tiny adventures, our mini-cast, mini-sodes. I noticed that one week we called it mini-sode, and next week we called it mini-cast. We don't know what we're doing. This is a mini-adventure. It's, yeah, this, you know... This, this is not the new normal. This is a temporary situation. Uh, yes, this is unfortunate. We're still doing the um, the twosies. It's either going to be me and Elaine or Carly and Tony. Well, one week we're going to get crazy. It's going to be me and Tony. No one's going to expect that shit. You hear what I'm saying, Tony? Call me, buddy. Let's get this going. Hey, if he breaks quarantine to do an episode with you, then he should do an ep- Then we should all just get back together. Anyway. Put the gang back together. I love it when you put the gang together. You know what has a great putting the gang back together scene? Gone in 60 seconds. That's correct. Hey, you know what we're doing this week on the podcast? No, what are we doing? Gone in 60 seconds. Really? That's my favorite movie of all time. I know it's time. your favorite movie. Elaine claims that Seven Brides for Seven Brothers is his favorite movie, but we all know it's really Gone in 60 That's seconds. That's true. I do claim Seven Brides for Seven Brothers, which... Maybe we should do that next time. No, we shouldn't. But we should. No, maybe you, should, you and Carla should do that in a mini-sode. Maybe I'll pick it for my birthday. Hey, are, aren't we supposed to do like a, you know, um, like a whole intro thing and, you know... No. Some people aren't going to uh, listen to our podcast. Tony needs his notes. No. We're not doing any of that fun stuff. None of the fun stuff? We're going to do some trivia? Not trivia. A bingo? Nothing? Okay. We'll see. All right. So, Gone in 60 Seconds. This is a uh, two thousand year 2000 movie. Um, a car thief is forced to steal 50 luxury vehicles in one night in order to save the life of his brother, who has fallen afoul to a dangerous crime lord. One of the most successful car thieves in California, he must reassemble his old gang to fulfill the almost impossible mission. I think you should say impossible task there, but... Anyway, he tas- he, his task is further hampered by a rival band of thieves and, of course, the local police. That's true. Yeah, so this came out in June of 2000. Um, you know what I did is I looked up the director, but didn't write down what it was. So I'm going to vamp while you look what it up. What he directed? Yeah, Dominic Cena. Or Senna, I think it's pronounced. I don't know. If it's Cena, then we definitely can't Then Well, you can't see him. You know what else he directed? Welcome no. back to the podcast, California. With a K. Mm-hmm. And Swordfish. Welcome back. That's two. That's just three for him. Yeah, let's see. Anything else on here that's worth talking about? Some Janet Jackson um, videos. Rhythm Nation? Yeah. I wow. believe we've talked about that before. You know how I knew that? Because I looked it up earlier today when I was doing my notes. And it just popped right back in Yes, there. it did. Yeah, he was a... Uh, We're all fine. We've discussed this before because he was previously a, a video director. A um, Oh, my God. Not a video. What are they called? Music videos. Music videos. Thank yeah, you. But not just video. Videos. That doesn't make any sense. You might have done porn for all we know. Anyway, so this had a budget of $90 million, and it made $237.2 million in the box office. Um, so, yeah, you know, you figure after expenses and everything, it probably cleared a couple shekels. This, had a, this is a remake, by the way, of a mm-hmm. 1974 movie called Gone in 60 Seconds. Yes. Now, what's interesting is that not much is in common with it. The only real um, scene... That is the same mm-hmm. is the one where uh, the detective comes in right before the heist and they have the stolen car. The stolen car that wasn't on the list. That mm-hmm. whole scene, that is almost shot for shot like from the original. Interesting. Yeah. And the only character to come back, Eleanor. Interesting. Well, they gave the uh, writer 
H.B. Helicki of the original one, credit, a writing yeah. credit. Yeah. But the screenplay was done by a guy named Scott Rosenberg. He did Venom. Good he did uh, the new Jumanji movies I with The seen, Rock. Yeah, I don't care about that. Really fucking good. Yeah. I recommend. Um, he did Kangaroo Jack. Whoa. I'm telling you. Um, welcome back to the podcast. He did High Fidelity. Did not hold up. Mm-mm. Very disappointing. No. Well, you still liked it. It didn't hold up for me. No, it wasn't as good. Like, I remember loving that movie. Also did Con Air. Great movie. And Disturbing Behavior. I wonder Uh, if Tony will pick that. Well, we'll never know. We Mm. might know. Did I I say that it's got a 25% Rotten Tomatoes score and a 35% uh, Metacritic and a 6.5 out of 10 yield IMDb? You might have. Maybe maybe you did and maybe you didn't. Well, you know, you're holding the pen. It's making me nervous. Mm, Well. So, and I have some... This movie. So, for the cast... Mm-hmm. There are so many people in this. I'm only doing two movies per um, actor that I'm claiming, that I'm naming here mm-hmm. because otherwise we'll be here all day. Because the first one's Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Welcome back to the podcast, Sorcerer's Apprentice. Mm-hmm. And he was also in The Rock. Everybody really likes Sorcerer's Apprentice. Go back and listen to that episode of the podcast. With Horbath. <laughs> um, Giovanna Ribisi. Uh, he's also welcome back to the podcast. My sister's having my baby! And I have him listed here in Gangster Squad and his sister's having his baby. Oh, that is... He wrote that down. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a very good actor. Yeah, he's good. Whatever happened, he's like, well, um, he's on. Gangster Squad wasn't that he, long ago. Let's say he fell off. He's doing an Amazon show uh, mm-hmm. called Sneaky Pete. He's really good in it. it. They've done two seasons. I hope they do a third. But he, he's not like a big actor anymore. I think he just is consistent. Mm, I think you know you get your your time when you're super big. Not everybody's super big forever. But uh, Angelina Jolie, welcome back to the podcast mm-hmm. um, from Hackers and Mr. And Mrs. Smith. Yep. Which we haven't done yet. Then you can't welcome her back for that movie. I said welcome back to the podcast. For Hackers and Mrs. Miss, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Well. You make it sound, your your grammatical structure there made it sound like we already did that movie. Anyway. Oh, so maybe we shouldn't do it. We'll just pretend we did it. Yeah. Um, TJ Cross was just, of course, Mirror Man. I had mm-hmm. to look him up. Uh, he was in Showtime with Eddie Murphy. I know you like that movie. Yeah. It's Showtime. He's a pretty good, he was pretty funny in this. Uh, yes. And he was also in Bad Company. Mm-hmm. Uh, William Lee Scott, which is Toby, was yeah. in Butterfly and October Sky. Mm, I hate that movie. Yeah. We, we probably won't see him again on the podcast. Scotty Kahn, who we also love. Love Scotty Kahn. Yep. From Varsity Blues and Hawaii Five-0. I, he's so good in Hawaii Five-0. I know. That's why I put Hawaii Five-0. He's so good in that. I'm just saying. Um, James Duvall, mm-hmm. who um, I wasn't going to mention until I saw that he was in Donnie Darko and Independence Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Will Patton, this was a hard one, but I went with Remember the Titans and The Punisher. Yeah. I love Remember the Titans. Delroy Lindo, welcome back to the podcast. That's awesome. From The Core and Romeo Must Die. Yep. So he's on his third movie with us. I really like him. Timothy Oliphant from the TV show Justified. Mm -hmm. Huge. And I really liked him in Girl Next Door. He's quite a good actor. I'm so, I wish his career was bigger. You know, I read that he was supposed to be the lead in Fast and Furious, mm. the, the Toretto role. Wow. But he turned it down because it was too similar to this movie. Interesting. Probably hindsight, yeah. Well, he didn't know. I don't know. I mean, that, that that's the movie that made Vin Diesel. Uh, that would be Pitch Black. No. The movie that made Vin Diesel was Fast and the Furious. Pitch Black had a very small cult following. I had never even heard of Pitch Black. So that can't be the movie that made him. Anyway, my man Chi McBride. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in iRobot and Waiting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert Duvall. He was in this little movie called The Godfather. 
Yeah. It did fairly well. And Days of Thunder. He was the consigliere. That, and it's hard to say, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christopher Eccleston, who was interesting because when they had him cast for this, mm-hmm. he didn't want to change his accent because usually they have him do like a very generic yeah. British accent. He's like, no, I'm going to use my voice. They're like, all right, whatever. Uh, but he was in G.I. Joe. Yeah. I know you love that movie. And yeah. Thor Dark World, which nobody loves. Wow. Now, Somebody loves that. Vinnie Jones. From Snatch and Eurotrip. Yeah. Eurotrip. We should do that on the podcast, but I bet that does not hold up. No, probably. It's probably terrible. Yeah, I haven't seen that in very many It's like a college sex comedy. I bet that's not great. Yeah, it's probably not going to hold up. And last one on my list here. I'm sorry. This is going long. Is Grace Zabrinsky, uh, who's the mother who was in Armageddon and Child's Play 2. So you may see her again. Interesting. You know, this uh, movie won some awards. Did it? Yeah, it won. The MTV? Two Blockbuster Entertainment Awards, a favorite actor for Nicolas Cage and Angelina Jolie for favorite actress. Wow. That's That's impressive. And it so in the it won the Golden Um Trailer Award for Best Action Trailer, but it tied with a vertical limit. Which I think is You were funny. very excited about that. I, yeah, that movie's good. Okay. Um I have some reviews. Okay. Um, here's one from Kevin R. I love Nicolas Cage, but this movie sucked. Aww. It is intricate, convoluted, boring, unrealistic, forgettable, overrated, action-lacked, and overstuffed with one-dimensional characters. I still haven't seen the original Gone in 60 Seconds, just the remake, but I can't imagine it's much better. Well, fuck you. And here's one that I actually laughed out loud when I read it. This is um, from Nall, and it's 10 out of 10. I haven't watched the movie yet, but the trailer, I'm pretty sure this movie is beyond awesome. I can't wait to watch it. He gave the trailer. Well, I mean, he it's, won an award. It's a movie review in like 10 out of 10. I haven't seen it, but it looks good. Well, look, the trailer is good. I just said it won an award. Yeah. All right. Well, all right. So. I bet he liked Vertical Limit, too. Well, let's get into it. It starts with um, inside of a, of a watch, mm-hmm. and you hear Moby's Flower, which mm-hmm. is a great song to do squats to, by the way. Yep. All right. And it's cool. We pan out and we see some early, well, this is late 90s, early 2000, Photoshop of pictures of our main characters, like growing up and they put them together. My favorite one is when with Giovanni Ribisi just kind of standing there and Nicolas Cage looks like he's working on a car and his head is too big for the body that they put it on. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it looks, it's supposed to be like he's working on a car and his little brother's hanging out. Mm-hmm. But Nicolas Cage's head is gigantic in this picture. Mm-hmm. And there's a bunch of them, like the mother and... um Angelina Jolie and Strictly and Stri- Stri- uh, uh, Donnie. We're going to call him Donnie. Okay, yeah. Donnie as Tricky. Remember, your goal is always under 30 minutes. Yeah. All right. So we're going to power through that. Um, so, and we cut to Mirror Man, Fred, and Kip. They're out to steal a Porsche. Kip says he's got to grab his tool. goes in the trunk, pulls a brick out of the trunk, and that's his tool. Throws it through the window, steals a Porsche, and drives through the fucking glass to get out of the Porsche dealership. Yeah. Now... The first thing that you do when you steal a Porsche, you get into a drag race. So he pulls up alongside this young guy and this young lady, and she's like, sweetheart, you're so talented. And Mirror Man's trying to, he's like, stop, stolen car. And he's like, shh. And they drag race, which seems like a good idea to do after you've stolen a Porsche. Mm-hmm. So what does that do? It draws the attention of local police who decide to chase him for the reckless driving. And I don't know, you know what the penalty for that is in California, but probably not good. I don't think it matters because even even if we knew what the penalty for, for that was in California, it has nothing to do with this movie because movie law is different than real life law. Right. 
So they're chasing him. And, uh, you know, it's a big scene here. But we cut to um, Atlee and Toby while they uh, listen to Tubler explain what a stranger is. So what's a stranger? It's when you sit on your hand and wait for your hand to go numb and then give yourself a blowjob. No, you rub one. Or, I'm sorry, not a blowjob, a hand job. Blowjob. Wow, you're you terrible You can give yourself a blowjob. I don't know why you need to leave in the part with the stranger. You have to skip things if you want to do this. I skip a lot of time. things, but the stranger... That doesn't work. No. There's no way that could work because if your hand is numb, so numb you can't feel it, you don't have enough feeling in your hand to rub one out. That's a good point. There's no... The stranger is impossible. Friend, it's not a real thing. Friends. I've cracked that case. Blown it wide open. Uh-huh. Now, now you're trying. We're 30 minutes here. We got it. Chop, chop. Okay. So we see that there's a board of stolen cars. It's written with like black, black like markers. And just then, Kip shows up, and he's like, ooh-wee, and they're gushing over this car, and like, oh, look at that. And then, wouldn't you know, the, the cops show up, all of them. There's like 45 uh, cars, and there's a helicopter, all for a kid that was drag racing and then led him on a high-speed chase. Well, it's a high-speed chase. Seems excessive to me, but what do I know? So now they got a beat feed out of town. So they say, oh, hey, get the board and get the light and get out of there. So they grab the light, but Tumblr breaks it and then decides to leave the black light and they beat feed out of town. All right. And Castlebeck is on scene and he's talking to Drykoff. He's like, what do we got? Which really is weird to me because when they called him, they probably would have said, hey, we chased this car that we found out was stolen and it's, we're in this warehouse now and it's full mm -hmm. of stolen cars. You need to get down here. But he shows up like he has no idea what's going on. Either that or he's just too cool to care. Either way, that's what he's doing. Um, so we're going to move on. And so he says, I don't care if these cars belong to Tom Cruise. I want them impounded for one month. I don't know if he could do that. Like, motherfucker, I want my car back. I don't know if it's, if the case is open. You process it's it. It's evidence. I don't know. If it's evidence in a case, you don't get your shit well, back. Then amazingly, he finds the broken blacklight that Tumblr had left there. Well, they did. They took evidence from a crime scene. That's what their cops do. They investigate. He doesn't know what it is, though. He just sees like, charge of glass. And they don't see the list because the blacklight is broken. That's right. All right, so we meet Memphis now, who's teaching kids how to drive um, go-karts. I think this is a positive role model for kids. It gives them something to do. A little unorthodox, so it keeps it interesting. And Natalie Jackson shows up. It's like, hey, can we talk? And they go and they talk. And they hear um, Memphis is told that his brother Kip uh, fumbled the boost. And he's like, who brought my brother on a boost? He's like, your, your brothers are quite the crew runner. He took a, a job for uh, Raymond Kalitri. He's like, is he after my brother? He's like, yeah, like stains on a mattress. I don't know what that means. Like, that's, like stains on a mattress, like he'd be on top of them but chasing them. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a weird thing to say. Like he's stuck on it. Once you got mm -hmm. a stain on a mattress, you can't get it out. It's there forever. He's on him like a stain on a mattress. You can't wash a mattress. But anyway, so we find out that Kip took a $10,000 advance to steal 50 cars and he's getting paid $200,000, which seems a bit low for me. But anyway, so uh, Memphis goes to see Kalitri and right away Memphis is like, um, hey, my my brother paid, owes you money and yada, yada, yada. And... Kalitri goes on his thing about the, the famous Memphis rains. You know, after you left, uh, auto theft in the area went down 49%. Holy shit. 
You gotta speed this up. He goes to meet Kalitri just in time to see his brother's about to get murdered. He makes a deal with Kalitri that he will get the cars if he doesn't kill his brother. They go up and he saves his brother's life. End scene. Keep going. So Kip decides to make him breakfast. And I don't know what the food is, but I say it's breakfast because there was toast. It was eggs, but he accidentally dropped a lot of salt in it, and then he burnt them. And, he, and he's not happy that Memphis is back because he feels like this is his job and Memphis is here to take over. Yeah. But Memphis is here to save his life. He doesn't give a fuck about Kip's job. Right. Well, then Memphis has to go see his mom for no reason whatsoever at work. No, it's because Memphis t- promised his mom he wouldn't boost any more cars well, he, and he wouldn't get involved with Kip, and he had to tell his mom what happened and why he's in town. No, he could have told her that when she got off work. Maybe he wanted pie. He didn't get pie. He goes there and he sees two police officers who ID him, who happen to be like, hey, there's Memphis Reigns, and calls the auto detectives, who had to have been around the corner because he talks to his mom for about five minutes, leaves, and they're standing outside. It's important. Oh, this is one of those plot devi- uh, driving scenes. Yes. Oh, okay. If Tony was here, he'd inform you that this is how plot, how you drive a plot. Mm. Well, and the... I love this scene here between Castlebeck and Memphis. Because they're obviously old. Yeah, like adversaries. They have a thing back and forth. A a real Sherlock Moriarty kind of thing. uh And he's like, I really... A real Lex Luthor Superman thing. And he's like, you know what? I just never... Batman and the Joker. Thank you. Let me get through this now. Never resting. has always been a real bark up the ass. I've never got you. And he's like, well, you know, without disappointment, you can't enjoy victory. He's like, did Eleanor tell you that? And he's like, oh! Meanwhile, other dudes stand there like a fucking idiot. And then afterwards, he's like, all right, man, I'll be watching you. And then Drykoff is just there, and he's like, hey, man, we're going to set you up and put you away, and you're not going to be out. There'll be flying cars. Just, that always fell flat for me. He should have just not said shit. It's supposed to fall flat because it shows that he's just kind of dorky. He doesn't understand what's happening. He's not in on the thing. But it takes it's, – it, Because then he's like, who's Eleanor? And Castleback's like, it's a damn car. And don't ever talk about my wife. All right, anyway. So Memphis goes to see his buddy Otto. Mm-hmm. And you get the impression that Otto is uh, Memphis's mentor. In the stealing car genre. Well, Otto ran the chop shop mm-hmm. that took that processed the mm-hmm. cars. Because he stole. says, you know, where's the chop shop? My education. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, I restore now. I'm like, okay. He went straight. Yeah. So he decides they're going to team up to save Kip, and they got to get the band back together. And this is and here's the band back together scene, and the first person that they call is Donnie, and Donnie's in. Yes. And then they have a slew of people who are either too busy or mid coitus. Um, or in jail or dead. Um, I like how it's like, I'm looking for, you know, I forget who it was, these two. And like, oh, they're dead. And then he calls somebody else. He's like, no, they went up to Chino, but he's with the other guy who they said was mm-hmm. dead. It was Frankie Fish. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so everybody turns them down. No, 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 no. There's two names left on the list. Sphinx and Sway. And Otto's like, no, not those two. So then he calls Sphinx, who's a mortician. And we know he's a cool guy because he's eating a sandwich and when he's like, hey, you have a phone call, he puts the sandwich on the dead body. Yes. But then he goes to see Sway, who's a mechanic. But Sway's a girl that's Angelina Jolie. Right. And he goes to see her and say, hey, I'd like you to come do this thing. Yada, yada, how you been? You're looking real good. She's like, I have to go to work. He's like, you're at work. It's like my other job. So then they cut to the other job. And he offers her, you know, hey, I need your help. Blah, blah, blah. She's, she's like, no, I'm not about the life no more. She's like, fuck off, dude. You dumped me. It's a valid thing. You know, you come asking for help. I haven't seen you in years, and you're an asshole. Yeah. You dumped me. Yeah. So outside the bar, we meet Johnny B, played by a bit of a renaissance man in real life, the Master P. He's done a little bit of everything. If you look him up, he's done 
you know, acting, singing. Um, he played basketball. He was a pro wrestler for a hot minute. He did a lot of stuff. Producer. I enjoy him as the character of Johnny B. And he also the made us say, um. See, now, here's my thing. So Johnny B goes, I heard you got a top of water from Raymond Kalitri. In order, that should have gone to me. The conversation should have like this. That's a great idea, Johnny. The, the job is yours. You're going to get the $200,000. I'm going back to Barstow. No, because if Johnny fucks it up, then Kip still dies. He has to do it himself to make sure it gets done to save his brother's life. Okay, Johnny, you're right. You get the call. You get you get the job. You get all the money. I'll help you do the job to make sure it gets done. I want nothing but me and my brother to go free. There's no way Johnny B is going to work with Memphis on this. See, but that would have done the whole movie. But anyway, have you met Johnny B? Well, Johnny, Johnny B, B is not the kind of guy that helps you out. And Johnny B attacks Memphis, and they're beating him up until Sphinx shows up and blows up his car. Yeah. And then he wears some rat suspenders and kicks his ass. Uh, Sphinx is pretty red. Mm-hmm. Also, way to go. You're right. Suspenders. Suspenders. It's coming back. Yep. And what's weird is that uh, he goes, hey, did Otto tell you I was here? How did Otto know that he was at her second job? Well, he knew he was go- she was going to talk to Sway, and Otto probably knows that she's Sway got has two more jobs? than one job. Well, yeah. There you go. Because Otto did not disappear for five years. That's good. Good point. All right. So Castlebeck and Drykoff are looking into the Mercedes keys. And wouldn't you know, in an amazing, only thing that happens in movies and TV shows is the one guy that orders keys for these new Mercedes that you have to have these transponder keys to work. Is a criminal. That doesn't happen in real life, but in the movies, it happens every time. It's like when you get that bullet. Well, yeah, these are supersonic mega bullets that are no. only sold by this one guy. But this makes sense. No. The it, guy that has a record might know other criminals. I didn't say it doesn't make sense. It's too convenient. No, but that's... Yes. This is convenient. something that makes sense and seems more real life. Not like the one super bullet that the military doesn't even have yet is the one that the untra- the untraceable killer uses. Right. That's ridiculous. This is just seems very more like a logical step. It's too it's too convenient. But anyway, we're going to skip over that and we're going to go right back into where I at uh back at autos and then talking with the with the little bit of the group here. And so they get the team, they got to meet Kip's team. And Kip's team comes in and says, "Hey, we want in." And and Memphis is like, "No." And Otto's like, "Hey, if you want to do this, you're going to need this team." And they're like, oh, great. And they're like, well, who are you guys and what can you do? And I love how he gives the rundown. He's like, well, this is Tumblr. He can drive anything with wheels. This is uh, Mirror Man. He's got some gadgets you old fogies probably even heard of. That's Toby. Toby does a lot of things. but He's a genius with computers. And they're like, well, what do you do? He goes, I get a DMV. I can do a lot of weird things. and can change VIN numbers. I can change VIN numbers. Really tricky stuff. And then Donnie's like, well, who's Gilligan here? He's like, Gilligan here is actually Freb. And uh, he orders pizza. <laughs> And Freb's like, hey, you got to eat. I really like this scene. It's the meeting of the generations. Yes, it is good. Makes you feel good. All right. So anyway. Um, and for some reason, Atlee is telling, uh, is meets with the crew mm-hmm. at the storage unit, uh, the, not the, the, um, their storage units. And they're going into like big ships. To go across, what are they called? He's showing them where they need to bring the cars. Right, but he... They're I, containers. I didn't know... Thank you, containers. I didn't notice it until I was writing notes that he's yelling this on the pier. It's loud. He's like, so you take the stolen cars and you're going to put them in here. They probably could have shown him this and then went to a little private room and put the stolen car in here. Didn't have to yell it for everybody. Whatever. It's loud outside. And, and, and everybody that works at the shipyards there is deaf. Everyone knows that. They right. got the earplugs in. They can't hear anything. Oh, right. There you go. I and fixed it. No, no. Can you fix this, though? Because Sway happens to know they were going to be here. 
because she drives up out of nowhere. How does she know they were, they were going to be there? Is she following them? That's the no. only thing that makes no. The only thing that makes sense is she was following them. She talked to. She probably talked to what's his name? Who? Robert Duvall. What is Otto? His? Otto. She probably talked to Otto. She probably called Otto, and Otto said they're down at the shipyards meeting Atley. Mm-hmm. And anyway, so they didn't spackle that plot hole over. But they needed her because I think she, after watching the boost scene, I thought her the MVP of the boost. Like she did more than anybody else during the boost scene. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad they got her. Otherwise, they'd have never made it. All right. So now it's time to do some research on the cars. So they're going to find all 50 cars and and where they are and how to get them. And they have and to find them again because everything that they already had has is an impound. For one month. Yes. And we're going to get to that in you, a second. You, you don't even need to bring that up. It'll just come up naturally. It'll come up naturally. But... um. So Donnie's like, all right, it's time for our TV car trivia. And I like this because a little banter back and forth. Mm-hmm. They talk about the Rockford Files and all these other things. And But anyway, so they research all their cars. And so Kip and Memphis are driving. They're like, hey, I want to get something to eat. But wouldn't you know who pulls up alongside them? Johnny, Johnny B. B. So Johnny B starts shooting at them. And Tries Kip, to kill them. Kip like- is like, what is going on? Why are they shooting at us? And Memphis is running going, because I blew up their car. It's like... Why would you do really? that? He didn't blow up their car. Sphinx did. He didn't know Sphinx was going to blow up their car. Guilt by association. I'm just saying. Yeah. But anyway, so they chase them down to the diner where there happens to be two cops eating. Mm-hmm. And they stay in there and know that Johnny B won't follow them in. And Johnny's sitting there and he's like, I'm going to smoke you. So Memphis devises a plan. And I've never got this line. So he looks at his friends and he's like, you want to play a little pin the tail on the donkey? Does that mean he wants to rape them? No, I don't think so. I don't know. It just doesn't make... It's a maybe, weird line. Maybe he wants to shoot him right up uh, the chocolate stratolata. Strata chocolata. <laughs> take, the, take the barrel up strata chocolata, yeah. pull the trigger, and all, bada boom. There you go. Or maybe he was just asking who wants to be the one to shoot him. I couldn't... I don't know. I've never... Anyway. So, can you tell us how they all get away? Give us the... the how do they get away? So, Memphis distracts the, this gentleman who's driving the big rig wrecker. Mm-hmm. All right? While Kip sneaks outside and takes the winch, it, the winch from the big rig wrecker and hooks it to the ac- front axle of Johnny B's car, then he goes back in the diner and the big rig wrecker guy leaves. And as he pulls out his car or his wrecker, being much more powerful than Johnny B's BMW, I think it was. I don't know, fiberglass car. Mm-hmm. It pulls the front axle right out of the car. And the cops come out and happen to see them sitting around with with a bunch yeah. of... Uh, and this causes a loud noise, so the cops go out to check it out, and they look in the car, and they see Johnny B and his thugs and all their guns, and uh, they get arrested. So what you're telling me is they could have just edited out all the Johnny B scenes, and it wouldn't have affected the movie even the slightest. I enjoyed the Johnny <laughs> B scenes, though. Like, this movie could have been five minutes short if you cut out Johnny B. Yeah, but things wouldn't have been as awesome. And this scene is fun. And it is cool to blow stuff up. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so now we cut to the 24-hour clock. All right, and we know. It's a big it, boost, so they decided that they're going to do it all in one night. Right. And Freb steals a car that's not on the list. This is the scene I was talking about from the mm-hmm. original movie. And they search the car and figure out that it's a drug dealer's car. And Donnie finds some stuff. He's like, I think this is heroin. The mirror man tries to steal it. He's like, give me that. And he's like, boy, I'll smack the shit out of you. And when you know... It's amazing that Castlebeck happens to show up. Mm-hmm. 
And he comes in, and it's like, oh, hell, they're trying to hide the stuff and hide the heroin. By that time, they've got some on the floor. Castlebeck's like, oh, we got a multi-generational uh, band of players here. And he's saying hi to everybody. Donnie's like, I'm just happy to see you, bro. And they have some banter back and forth. And Castlebeck walks around and he sees that they have the call signs of all the officers working tonight and everything. So they know that the boost is tonight. So he gets them to get in the car and, you know, turn it on and give us some gas to blow away the heroin, which is handy. But anyway, so they leave and, and then uh, Castlebeck is on the horn. He's like, hey, boost is for tonight. They have all the stuff. Let's go. So they're going to be sitting on these Mercedes vans because there's only one way to get these keys. And they leaned on the guy that had given the original crew the keys. So he knows which ladies they're looking at. So they're watching these particular three cars. I actually covered that later because I noticed I didn't cover it. Well, I just covered it for you. So you covered it. We're going to skip over it then. All right. So and Memphis, uh, Donnie's looking for some rubber gloves but can't find them. And Mirror Man gives him fake fingerprints, which is weird to me because he says Elvis. Did he give him Elvis' fingerprints? That'd be kind of cool. I don't think he did, but I don't know why he needed fake, fake fingerprints. fingerprints because they were the only thing he touched was cars that they stole. Right. It's kind of weird. I think it was just whatever. But anyway, a Memphis pulls out his leather jacket and calls, says, I am a bad man. Donnie, low rider. We're not there yet. So then he comes down the stairs looking all cool and he hits him with the line. Donnie, lowrider? And all the other the guys low rider, are, Donnie? are looking confused. And Donnie puts on lowrider. And, like, Donnie puts his hat on. It's a fucking cassette tape, too, by the way. It's 19. This was 2000. Don't worry about it. And I, I do this every time Everybody the song comes on. Everybody closes their eyes and, and they get like, ready. And they're, like, feeling it. And like, the Holy Spirit gets in them. And Nicolas Cage brings his hands to his face. And he shakes his hands. He's like, all right, let's go. And the boost is on. And the first thing they do is steal Ferraris. And all the Ferraris they're stealing are in a line. Sure. Yeah, they steal them out of a warehouse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mirror Man takes a car uh, from a valet stand. Uh, so they scouted it and knew that this guy would be coming to the restaurant show, whatever mm-hmm. it is. So this is good, good job. Um, Donnie not, is with um, Fred. And he said, we need this car. So they steal a car. And just as they're leaving, they get carjacked. Some motherfucker puts a gun in his face, and Donnie's like, I can't fucking believe this shit. He's like, get out of the car. So he grabs the gun, and he punches him in the face, and he gets out, and he's hitting him. He's like, any idiot can pull a gun. You got to learn how to steal a car, and he's kicking him. He's like, you need a role model. Mm-hmm. And he gets back in the car, and they drive away. Um, so then we have more of the montage of the, of the car stealing. Otto has the board at his house. Mm-hmm. And it's like a game board. He's crossing them off like it's fucking bingo. Just like if there was a barber and his wife. Cross it off your bingo card. So they steal 50 cars. Not all 50 yet. We're not there yet. And so now the Mercedes thing, the, the, the detectives are staking out the Mercedes. Just then, Nicholas Cage shows up and he something's wrong. He has the key and he's ready to steal the Mercedes. And he realizes that the van, when they were doing the scouting, was two houses closer. And he caught that out of his peripherals and decided that ladies were dirty. Get ready to get back to autos. The ladies are dirty. And they figure out that the detectives have flipped the guy they got the keys from, and now they need, don't need to steal any more cars. So they have a great idea. They're going to go steal the other Mercedes that from the original Boost from the police impound lot. But now there's a, a twist. What's the twist? The dog ate the keys. Bad dog. So they go get some X-Lax and send on their way. 
All right. So, so you weren't very clear. So what happens? I'm trying to hurry up. Yeah, but you're not making very much sense. So they first have, I was going too slow and now I'm going too fast. They're back at the garage because they're trying to figure out how to get Kip out of t- and the kids out of town because they're going to die because they can't finish the boost because they can't get these three cars. And then one of the kids is like, well, what about the original cars? We still have the keys for those. And they're like, but that's an impound. So then they decide that they can break into impound. So then they have to get the dog some x lax so that they can fucking get the keys and while they're giving the dog x lax Johnny B shows up again. That wasn't Johnny B. Oh, who was it then? That was Lewis from Ant-Man. Yeah, but I thought he was part of Johnny B's crew. No, he's not. Oh, I don't know why I thought that. Well, I didn't actually rewatch this because I've had to work 8,000 days in a row. Yes, okay. So anyway. So, yes, as they go and they follow the dog around, Lewis from mm-hmm. Ant-Man shows up. And they're, like, going to mess up Freb and Toby mm-hmm. because, you know, they're on their turf. So the dog shits oh, I guess him out. I thought that's why they worked for Johnny B. They shit out the keys, and this grosses out Lewis. And I want to know if Lewis told the story no. to Ant Man in prison, no. and he used that same kind of. So then I was like, "Oh man, what no. you doing, my turf?" He's like, "Man, didn't. and he got the dog. He's had shit, and he was gross." No, he definitely didn't. Yes, this movie takes place in the MCU. No, it definitely doesn't. It does. Nicholas um, Cage is a superhero, though. Uh, he is uh, not Knight Rider, fucking Ghost Rider. Yes. Well, no, I just meant that Nicolas Cage himself is a superhero. He also was going to be Superman. Mm. No, but right. he himself is just a superhero. So now we're going to cut to the uh, impound lot, and Mirror Man gets dressed up like a pimp. And he's like, hey, man, where's my Volvo? Every time I drive my Volvo, they, they tow the shit. And he's he, distracting the guard. While so, they break in the back. While they break in the back. And the guard is about to turn around and look at the monitors, and he goes, hey, man, look at this. And it's a Barbie doll. He's like, she's a brick. Na 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 house na 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 and this like anybody else it would distract you. Why is this guy singing brick house to be with a Barbie doll? This gives the rest of the crew time to get in, get the Mercedes, and they're out. They also should have looked at the list and anything else that was still in the impound should have grabbed that as well. Could have took some off the list. Well, but you assume they had already stole those cars previously. I assume that they want to get out as fast as possible. So three cars is probably max. Mm-hmm. But then they continue on. And Castleback is, tells Drakov he's having the worst damn day of his life because that Mercedes thing didn't work out. And if it last a uh, few cars on the list, they're going to focus on those. The 67 Shelby. He goes, aha, there's the car. No. So, see, Castleback had taken yes, those actually. glass shards to the lab. And it finally came back. They went back to the office after the, lady, after the Mercedes didn't get stolen. And the lab had come back and said it was a black light. So then Castleback and Drykoff go to the original warehouse and he says, if you wanted to hide something, because he's an old man, so we know. So do you fine. remember the 70s? And Drykoff doesn't because he wasn't Too young? Old. Thank God. Because everybody's markers in the 70s. If you don't want anybody to see you writing down, you had to use these special light bulbs to see them. So he shows them and they come across the list and they're like, fuck, this is a big list. So then they constant. So then they decide concentrate on the special cars, okay. and they go with the Hummer and the '67 Shelby Mustang GT500, which is Eleanor. Eleanor. So we cut to Mirror Man and Sphinx stealing the Hummer. Which belongs Snake, to a gentleman named Snake. With Snake on the license plate, and it says Snake gonna have to slither his ass all the way to the bus tomorrow. And Mirror Man grabs a cassette and he puts it in the tape deck, and his DMX party up, and this arouses the Snake. 
and the snake attacks Mirror Man. And he's like, oh. He doesn't really attack. He just. Well, he says, he's going to eat my shit whole. Which leads me to believe he was Who going up in there. Who leaves their snake in the car? He leaves, there's a snake in my ass, man. Who leaves their snake? Their very expensive snake in their car. In their very expensive car. That was a That's hum- messed up. That was the Hummer, like the Grand it, Hummer. I know, but it doesn't matter. Who leaves their very expensive exotic animal just in their car? I don't know. But anyway, so the cops... At sh- their house. Shh. So the cops show up just in time as Sphinx is trying to grab the snake away from Mirror Man. And he pushes the cop car. Now, this is this is in the trivia. So in the scene, you see that he pushes the cop car off the ramp and it falls into the mm-hmm. ditch. That wasn't in the script. Vinnie Jones gave it a little bit too much gas and it knocked the car off in the thing. And they were like, perfect, keeping that. Yeah, because he... It, the Hummer has one of those cow catchers on the front, and he just pushes the fucking cop car out of the way. And then he takes the snake, throws it out the window, and on it lands the on the hood car. of the cop car. Which made it awesome. All right, so now Kip and Tumblr are on their last boost. They're in um, suburbia hell. Mm-hmm. And they just happen to run into a little little party thing. Now, this is an interesting fact. So Toby mm-hmm. walks into it. There's a girl standing there and notices yes. him. That's his wife. They got married. Interesting. Yes. Isn't that cool? Toby anyway. almost gets... Toby gets him caught because he notices there's a party and he makes eye contact with a girl and then she's like, holy shit, they're stealing the car. And they call security instead of the police. So they're driving and Tumblr's like, I don't know where we are, man. We're stuck in suburbia hell. Life must have sucked before GPS. I was driving back then. Mm -hmm. I don't remember. But anyway, so they're driving and the rent-a-cop finds them. They chase him down. And what do you do for someone who stole a car? They shoot at the vehicle. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure you can't do that. But anyway, so they hit Toby. It's a movie. It's a movie. And they hit Toby. Mm-hmm. And Toby shot. And they're like, shit. And just then, we flash to Auto. And he's like, where are we at? And he says, 49. He's like, yes. But uh, Kip had, some, had a little bit of trouble on his last boost. And like, they're right. Just then, they pull up. And we find out Toby was shot. And they're like, all right, we're going to get him to the hospital. And Memphis is like, hey, Kip, where are you going? He says, I'm going with Toby. He's my friend who got shot. I'm like, you do that. And he looks over at Sway. And she says, let's end this. So they go to get number 50, lovely Eleanor. Which I think they should have stole first. I've always now, thought they should have stole this car Eleanor, first. It's the hardest car to he steal. He waited to the end because Eleanor is his unicorn. He's tried many, many times to steal his car, and something always happens. He's never successfully stolen this car. There's actually a whole scene where they do a whole speech about all the ways that he did not, um, that he failed at stealing mm-hmm. this car, which is, in fact, my favorite line, but I could not find a copy of it, so I can't use it as my favorite line today, which pissed me off. Anyway, let's. We're gonna to get to that real quick. So, as they steal this car, who drives up? Castleback and yeah, Drycall. They're, they're pulling. They're pulling out of the parking garage that Eleanor's parked in. Mm-hmm. And there's Castleback. And there's a huge car chase scene where Eleanor at one point flies. Yeah. And also, Nicholas Cage had NOS before it was cool. Suck on that Dominic Toretto. Uh, Nicholas Cage did almost all of his uh, own driving in this movie. And he also got one of the Eleanors. He, he, went to, all the time. he went to a stunt driving school so that he could do um, this stuff, his own stunts, which mm. is pretty awesome. So he gets he gets away and he brings it to the shipyard. And they're like, sorry, guy, we're done here. And he goes, no, no, this is number 50. And they meet up with Kalitri and Kalitri's by like... By the time he gets there, the car has is fucked up, by the way. Oh, yeah, I didn't mention that. It's fucked up and it's late. So... It's got a bunch of... Like, he had messed up this car quite a bit, hitting it into things to try to get mm-hmm. away. And he's 12 minutes late. And Kalitri's like, hey, I asked for 50 cars in a 49 and a half. And he's like, hey, look, it's not so bad. The book's on are 60, 70. We'll call it 80. We'll take 80 from 200. We'll make a deal. And you're like, all right, fine. And then he beats him. And he says, look, 
No one puts a holds a gun to me head. I'm like, kill him and shred the car. It's like, why would you do that? Just fix the car and give it to your guy. You had an order for 50 cars. He's just going to tell his dad I couldn't get that one. Huh? Anyway. So, they're about to kill Memphis, and once you know the Kip is there, and Kip saves the day. And knocks the, the bad guys out, if you will. And now Memphis is on the run right for Kalitri. And the whole time, Kalitri's had this thing about wood and everything. Mm-hmm. He's like a carpenter. Memphis shows up, and he starts beating him with the fucking wood. And they have a fight, and Memphis is kicking his ass until Kalitri gets a gun and starts shooting at him. And what do you know who shows up? Castleback. Castleback. And for no reason, Castleback is there. Just at this moment. And Kalitri comes upon Castleback, who had dropped his gun and points a gun at him. And he goes, hey, listen, I'm a police officer. Think about this. If you kill me, your life is over. And Kalitri comes back with a great line. No, if I kill you, your life is over. But just then, Memphis comes out of nowhere. He swings and he knocks him off of like a... A catwalk. It's a catwalk. And he falls to his death. And as he kicks him, Memphis gives the worst... I'm going to reach out and try to save you ever. Like, he kicks him, and then his hand, like, goes two inches above his, his body. And he's like, eh, fuck him. And he dies. And then Doesn't Castle- he, Does he land on the coffin he made? He does. Because he, car- he, he, he made, made a, a coffin, coffin for Memphis. Yeah, but we're, trying, we're at 40 minutes. We've we're got to hurry this up. So now, to tell you earlier. Castleback is in what's called a moral dilemma. He goes, you saved my life, but you tore this town apart. He goes, it's up to you, detective. Get out of here, Memphis. All right, and we cut to the end scene, which is a barbecue, which is what you have in a car movie is a barbecue. And he sits down, and Memphis talks about family. No, sorry, that was the other. No. That was the other one. Um, Otto says, hey, everybody, come on in here. Come in here. And it's a 67 Shelby GT Mustang. Yay. Kip had parted out his chopper for it, and he gets into his car. He, to thank his brother for saving his life, he bought him an Eleanor. Now, this Eleanor is not... The beautiful Eleanor that he no, stole. No, but Otto, give him a this, week, and this is going to be a streamlined butterfly. This is a, a you know, a junk, a, you know, a uh, restoration job. It right. is a big-time restoration job, but they're going to make it work. But he drives away with Sway, and I assume they're going to go do what's called the hibbity-dibbity. Yeah, looks like they made up. Mm-hmm. And that, my friends, is gone at 60 seconds in a nutshell. <laughs> We left a lot out. This There was a lot going on in this movie. I was like, oh, it's an action movie. It won't be that much. It's like two hours. It'll be mostly action. No, there's a lot going on. I left so much shit out. But anyway. I know. And you went way long because you kept trying to stop so you could do cool lines because there's very good dialogue in this movie. Well, why don't you give your th- thoughts on the movie? All right. Well, my favorite character is Memphis Reigns. Mm-hmm. He's, he's really good. I like it. My least favorite character is Toby because Toby is a dumb fuck that ended up shot. He brought nothing to the party. Um, my favorite scene is when they get the gang back together. I always love good getting the gang back together scene. My favorite line I can't I couldn't find a copy of, and it's pretty long, but it's when they talk about uh, all the ways that Memphis fucked up, fucked up trying to boost Eleanor. But I'll go with my backup because I could find that. So during the main chase scene trying to get Eleanor, they go through a construction area, and. <laughs> One of the cop cars gets hit by a wrecking ball and is pushed through a wall. And afterward, Dragoff goes up to the cop, the cops in that car, and he says, are you all right? And the bashed cop says, I think so. And Dragoff goes, are you sure? Because you just went through a wall. And just the way he delivers it is so fucking funny. He says, are you sure? Because you just went through a wall. It's just really funny. Um, 
My favorite tertiary object is Eleanor, with special mention to Sphinx's sandwich. Because that's funny, too, when the one he leaves on the corpse. Um, this movie's really, really good. It's my favorite movie of all time. I give it the highest of yays. The highest of yays. All capital yays. It's really good. Um, this episode is going to make it seem like it's not very good, but you should watch this movie anyways because it's going to be great. This movie's over two hours long. I know. It's real good. It is real good. All right. So, my favorite character is Donnie. Uh-huh. My least favorite character is Johnny B. Mm-hmm. He was fucking pointless. Uh, my favorite line is, you need a role model from Donnie. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite scene is when Donnie beats up the carjacker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All my favorite stuff is in that one little area. I know. You just love that. I do. It's good. Um, my favorite object is in the, in the scene where they're stealing the Mercedes back mm-hmm. from the impound lot. There's a sign that says, if you leave your car unlocked, it'll be gone in 60 seconds. That was also from the original. And I read the trivia first and noticed it. And I was like, that's fucking awesome. So mm-hmm. now that's my favorite object. Cool. Um, and what was your favorite car? Was the, you said the Eleanor? Yeah. Yeah, I favorite. figured it would be. My favorite car was uh, the, the DB1. Not the Hemi Cuda. I also mm. liked the Hemi Cuda that had the lipstick in the glove box that matched the car. Well, there was a lot. I also didn't talk about them doing the hibbity-dibbity. But, hey. They didn't actually do the hibbity-dibbity. The people who own the Hemi Cuda did it. You know what? I'm just, you know, we're right at 45 minutes. It's a good place to stop. Dude. See you next week. <laughs>